Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we will continue our study of the book of Judges with chapter 12. After we read of the tragic and horrifying incident of Yiftach's vow and the sacrifice of his daughter, we now learn of the um, descent into chaos that ensued after in, 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 and the remainder of Yiftach's um, rule as the shofate, as the judge. Um, uh, it, it begins with a, a story that sounds very familiar from a few chapters ago when we discussed what happened after or after Gidon's victory um, um, over the Midianites. So Gidon was confronted by the people of Ephraim. Why didn't you have us join? Why didn't you call us in on the battle so that we would could participate? And if you recall back then, Gidon was able to talk them up. He was able to say, oh, no, you helped out when we needed to, you know, and, and he humbled himself and, you know, and he, kind of, he was able to sweet talk them into um, not, you know, getting into a fight. However, when something very similar were about to read happened with Yiftach, his reaction was very, very different from Gidon's, further um, demonstrating the, the continued decline of the quality of the leadership. Of the people of Israel, so Vayitzo Ek Ish Ephraim. So remember, Gidon was just victorious over the um, <coughs> uh, the Ammonites this time. <coughs> the people, the men of Ephraim, got they mustered up. You know, Vayitzo Ek has always meant in in this book that the people got you know got themselves together, mustered up for war. Vayavor Tzafona, and they went northward towards. Towards uh, Gilad, where Yiftach lived, and Ephraim, remember, was on the other side of the Yarden, the other side of the Jordan River. They were on the on the uh, west bank of the Jordan, so they went north and across the Jordan. and they said to Yiftach, Why did you go to to wage war against the Ammonites? And you didn't call us to go with you. We sh- you should have called us. We should have participated in the battle. And they were very angry. We're going to burn down your house in fire. And Yiftach's response to them was, um, which is a little challenging translating here, but I was a person uh, beset by riv, by fighting, by warfare. I and my nation, and the people of Ammon. So we have been involved in this fight against Ammon for a long time. And plenty times when I cried out to you, and you didn't come to save us from them. So for years and years and years, you stayed out of the fight. It was us versus the people of Ammon for all those years. And you didn't help us then. Once I saw that, you know, I'm not going to get any help from my supposed brothers in Ephraim. I decided to take my life in my own hands. So I crossed I crossed. Over, I went to the people of Ammon by and God put it, put them under my hand. So why are you coming to me now? So Yiftach obviously, um, not like uh, a Gidon. Instead of you know trying to appease them, talk them out of it, sweet talking them, he does exactly the opposite. He says, "You guys have been, you haven't helped us at all. So we had to do it ourselves. So we didn't call you because you know." You're not very helpful. You never have been. 
So needless to say, this did not have the effect of calming the people of Ephraim down. By Gilad, then Yiftach gathered all the people of Gilad, whom had just come back from the fight over the Amorites. And now he had them by Yilachim at Ephraim to wage war against the people of Ephraim. So now we have a giant civil war between the Menashe and Ephraim. Vayaku Anche Gilad at Ephraim, and the people of Gilad struck down the people of Ephraim. They they struck him down in battle, Kiamru. And this war, this the anger was inflamed by by this taunting that the Plite Ephraim literally means the leftovers, the the refugees of Ephraim, the ones who had escaped the battle that we just described. They were saying to the people of Gilad, "Atem Gilad betoch Ephraim betoch Menashe. You are um, uh, people of Gilad. You're just uh, uh, a remnant, just a piece of Menashe, and a pe- just like a piece of Ephraim. You're, you're, you guys are nobody. Your 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 um, status in 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 Menashe is lowly. You could have just as you know, it's it's um." You could have just as well have been under us as well. You guys are nobody. So because of that taunting, it made the people of Gilad even more angry and have them attack the people of Ephraim even more. So Vayilko Gilad is Mabarotai Arden Ephraim, and Gilad managed to capture the crossings of the of the Jordan that the people of Ephraim were using to cross to wage war and attack the Giladites, the Menashe people, the, 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 the tribe of Menashe, which uh, lived in Gilad. And when the uh, remnants of Ephraim wanted to cross the river, the people of Gilad would say, they would ask him, are you from Ephraim? And they would say no, because they knew that the people of Gilad were going to kill them, because they were... They did, They were. They were in this war against the people of Ephraim. So Vayomrlo, they would say to him, "Emar na shibolet." Say the word shibolet. Now, the, apparently, they had um, uh, a, um, a like a lisp, like shibolet. They would say Vayomer. He would say sibolet, because that's how the people of Ephraim used to talk. Velo yachin because they were not able to speak. This the, properly, they were not able to say it with a sh- shin sound, a, an sh sound. So then they were this way. They were able to test if he was lying and if he was really from Ephraim. And then vayochazuoto, they would grab him vayishchatu, and they would slaughter him al mabrosayarnet at that crossing of the Jordan Ephraim. And at that time, from the tribe of Ephraim, were struck down by the people of Gilad, being led by Yiftach Arboim Mushnayim Ella, forty-two thousand people. So this is a, obviously another very awful episode. And we see where Yiftach has led. Yiftach who, number one, started, uh, we, we pointed out that the verses made clear his arrogance. The verses made clear his, his uh, complete uh, lack of understanding as to what it means to serve God as opposed to any other God. His, his, um, the vow that he made and now the descent into civil war and mass slaughter of, of, of them against their brethren in a different tribe. And Yiftach remained the judge for the people of Israel for six years. And Yiftach from Gilad died Gilad, and he was buried in the cities of Gilad. Now we're going to read of a few uh, 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 very uh, nameless judges, uh, you know, I mean, people that we know virtually nothing about, and 
um, again, we get the, even further the sense of the, the quality of leadership deteriorating more and more. Then Ivtson of Beit Lechem then was, became the judge afterwards. He had 30 sons, and 30 daughters. Shilach Hachutza, who and those daughters, they married outside of his um, clan, outside of his group. Outside of his shevet, um, uh, the um, uh, uh, the 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 no tevi levanov menachutz, and he brought uh, uh, daughters from other groups for his sons. Vayishbot es Israel shevashonim, and he judged the people of Israel for seven years. Vayamas ivtzon vayikover beveit lachem, and ivtzon died, and he was buried in Beit Lachem in Bethlehem. Now, um, exactly. What's the point of this uh, marriage? Maybe this is a sign that he was looking to cement some sort of unity among the people. So he had his daughters marry out and his sons, uh, you know, bring uh, women in from other tribes. This a way of kind of bringing about more unity between the tribes, especially after what we just read, what happened with Gilad, but it's not exactly clear. I'm just that's just conjecture. But what this verse says is what I read. Vayishpot achravet Yisrael. And then afterwards, the next one to uh, uh, the one who judged the people of Israel was Elon Hazvuloni, was Elon from the tribe of Zevulon. He judged the people of Israel for 10 years, and we know nothing about him other than his name and that he was from Zevulon, and that he judged for 10 years. And then he died. He was buried in Ayalon, which is in the um, tribal territory of Zevulon. And then a third judge, Vayishpod Achrovet Yisrael, Avdon ben Hillel Hapir Otoni. This is Avdon, the son of Hillel Hapir Otoni. Hillel is an interesting name. We find it here in Tanakh. Uh, it's a name that in, in Talmudic times became much more popular. But uh, here we have it in the, in the times of the prophets. We don't know much about this person other than he was a Pir Otoni from a town uh, of Pirat, and that uh, he had 40 sons, and 30 grandsons, who rode on 70 donkeys, and he, he judged Israel for eight years. Uh, we also don't know nothing about him except for this very random detail about the 70 sons and grandsons riding on donkeys. Uh, what's the significance of that? Uh, who knows? It sounds kind of uh, pompous, um, but but it's hard to judge because that's all we know. Vayamas Avdon ben Piratoni. Then he died. Piraton. He died in the town of Piraton, be Eretz Ephraim, in the land of Ephraim, be Amaleki, on the hill of the Amalekites. So that was the end of Yiftach, and then three other very um, uh, obscure uh, and un, not well known uh, judges. Um, we just read about and which is going to lead us into the story of of a next next judge who is a lot more famous and a lot more well known and that is we're going to start start reading in 13 the story of samson um and the troubling history of samson is what we're going to study together next of shimshon uh thank you so much for studying chapter 12 looking forward to studying chapter 13 and the rest of this uh book of judges together